Welcome to Roll Factory from Particulate Media, building better tabletop role players one die at a time. I'm your host, producer, and mid-level dungeon manager, K.O. Myers. In this episode, we conclude our look at the Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition ability scores with Charisma. Charisma represents your character's ability to successfully interact with and influence others. How your character achieves that influence is open to a lot of interpretation. Depending on how you and your DM envision the character, charisma can include or exclude eloquence, self-confidence, charm, bearing, a fearsome demeanor, striking physical appearance, winning smile, or commanding personality. Anytime you're trying to navigate a delicate social situation, expect your DM to call for a charisma check. Charisma is the ability you'll rely on when making skill checks to get your way using deception, intimidation, performance, and persuasion. If you're playing as a bard, paladin, sorcerer, or warlock, charisma is your spellcasting ability, and your charisma modifier will affect the power of the spells you cast. And here to help us demonstrate what a charisma check looks like in-game is a friend of mine and player in some of the games I've DM'd. He goes by Hackalope on the internets. Welcome to Roll Factory. Hey, good to be here. Well, I appreciate you doing it. So we we started playing together in a game that I DM'd at the end of 2018, mm -hmm. but this wasn't your first time playing, right? No, I've been playing since uh, before third edition. Wow. Uh, I play, uh, although I think at that point I was playing the basic rule set because I was just a, a teenager. I think it was a sixth and seventh grade was our, was our little group. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So you have some experience then. Um, do you uh, normally play characters that have high charisma? Uh, no, actually, this is a pretty new thing for me. Since I was such an experienced player with the group that, that uh, you started and the and the other campaign that we're involved in, I wanted to kind of play role players and to play classes that I hadn't played very much before. Gotcha. Okay. So tell tell me a little bit about Diero. Uh, Diero is a level one paladin. Uh, he is Diero Monteguin, paladin of Taimora, the Lady Luck. He's a chaotic good paladin and uh his outlook is very much about bringing good fortune to people being the instrument of their good fortune um uh but because he's chaotic he's not the same kind of lawful paladin that you'd always think of and which was what made the concept interesting to me yeah the way you explained it at the first session of the game we're playing and now right, really sounded intriguing so i'm glad <laughs> you chose to bring him to the table today um today diero is in Baldur's Gate. It is a beautiful sunny day, and he is in the Wide, a sprawling open-air marketplace in the upper city. There are booths and stalls operated by merchants and artisans and fortune tellers and sages. People come from far and wide to trade goods and services of every kind, but also news, gossip, and political opinions. The reason you are in the Wide today is because every time you come to Baldur's Gate, you check in to a relatively quiet corner of the Wide where there is a stall run by members of the Church of Timora. They want to have a presence in this area of the city, but they want something that is going to be a little bit low-key. The stall sells books and parchment, quills and ink, other scholarly tools, and so it does have a purpose other than just collecting intelligence, but it is as you know, its main reason for being there is to help the church get a sense of what's going on on the ground in the city. When you arrive, however, you discover something uh, something very amiss. Um, the stall, which was normally neat and, and tidy and well-run, has been completely turned over. The canvas awning is hanging in tatters that you can hear flapping in the breeze. The tables are overturned. 
and you can smell mildew from books and papers that have just been scattered on the ground and soaked with rainwater. This is clearly something that happened at least a week ago. Oh, calamity! What has happened here? I cannot... How could this be? This is... Has no one even cleaned this up? And even in your shock, um, your powers of perception don't fail you, and you do notice that your interest in the scene is beginning to draw attention. You can see vendors in nearby stalls exchanging looks, and maybe one of them is sort of leaning over, maybe maybe about to signal for the watch. And you realize that they're aware that something is amiss, and your being so interested in the scene is suspicious to them. Okay. I had an order with them. They were supposed to bring me three books with this special leather covering. Has anybody know where they are? I, I want to get my order. I, spe- I gave them a full gold to get these books. So um, what I'm going to have you do is roll a charisma check to just generally see if you can sink yourself in with the vibe of the surroundings and reassure the, the onlookers that you are meant to be here and that your business is legitimate and that you they don't need to be suspicious of you. So go ahead and roll a d20 and add your charisma bonus. So I rolled a 15. Excellent. Uh, and then my charisma bonus uh, is going to be uh, plus three. Okay, so an 18 is a very good roll. And yes, you are able to match the, the concern and um, dismay of the vendors in the other stalls and the passersby who are were surprised that you were taking such an interest in this uh, ruined site. Your body language and, and the words that you speak, you're able to sort of match their level of anxiety and calm them down and reassure them that you are you mean them no harm and that they have nothing to worry about. You have succeeded. Congratulations. Hooray. Good rolls. <laughs> That's what Diero is known for, is extreme rolls. Good rolls for him and sometimes critical rolls against him. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, Hackalope, you are also a client of mine at Particulate Media. Tell us where folks can find your podcast. Well, if you go to www.hackingthegibson.online, you'll get to the podcast Hacking the Gibson, where we talk about hacker history and a lot of perspective on the information security things that have come up in the day. Sometimes we get into stuff even old school, talk about things that happened during the Cold War, to some big things about ransomware, uh, how it works, how it came about, and uh, some of the fundamentals of the internet. We, uh, we've we recorded multiple parts of a whole thing on how DNS works on the internet and why it's important to the way that we do security. I have learned quite a bit editing that for you. So, Hackalope, thank you for being on Roll Factory. Thanks a lot. On the next episode of Roll Factory, we'll talk about the proficiency bonus, the number that distinguishes skills your character has training in from the ones they're just innately good or terrible at. Thank you for joining this session of Roll Factory. For our past adventures or to join the campaign, search and subscribe to Roll Factory wherever you get podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us grow our audience. Tell a friend, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, or tag the show in a post. We're on social at RPG Roll Factory, and our website is rpgrollfactory.com. Send your questions, concerns, corrections, disputations, guest suggestions, and come-hither glances by email to rollfactory at particulatemedia.com. Don't forget to check out Hackalope and the Hacking the Gibson podcast at hackingthegibson.online. The music in this episode is by Arcane Anthems. Roll Factory is written, produced, and edited by me. For Roll Factory and Particulate Media, I'm K.O. Myers.
There are booths and stalls operated by merchants and artists and artisans, fortune tellers, hedge wizards. Fortune tellers. You know what? I'm not even going to try to say hedge wizards. I'm hedge with hedge with it. 